The good news is that you don't need to sit down and read the Bible from cover to cover in one massive chunk. All you need to do is read it one bit at a time. G'day everyone, my name is Mark Schroeder and welcome to Schroeder's Bible Bits. I'm a college chaplain and my job is to teach children and youth the wonderful truths that are found in God's Word, the Bible. I speak at chapels, at youth services, at church services, I teach at kids clubs and lunchtime Bible groups. Uh, At all of these places, I always teach from the Bible because I'm convinced that from the Bible, we get to learn about God and how He has loved us and how He has saved us through Jesus. Tune in and continue to learn about Jesus for yourself, not in one chunk, but bit by bit. G'day everyone, welcome to another chapel devotion. Uh, So we're going to continue today in the book of Revelation uh, and we're covering a section between chapters 12 and 14, but I'm just going to be zooming in today on Revelation chapter 12. Um, It's a really interesting little section of the book of Revelation and it comes right in the very middle of Revelation and it's a big exciting moment because it's all about winning Uh, and it's safe to say that we like winning, don't we? Um, So as we start to think about this, it's important that you have read this chapter for yourself. Uh, And so if you haven't done that, maybe pause this video, read uh, Revelation chapter 12, uh, and then come back. But the thing is, right, we we hate losing, we like to win. And one of the big things about Christianity is uh, we believe the sales pitch, which is a really wonderful thing that we have won because of Jesus. Because Jesus has come along, uh, we are no longer under the losing streak of sin, but because of Jesus, we have victory. This is a wonderful big truth of Christianity, that we win because of Jesus. But the problem is, is that as Christians, and if you're a Christian, you'd know this, or if you've ever sort of gone, you know what, I'm going to have a try at being a Christian, uh, it's very quickly we discover that um, even though we have won because of Jesus, it's really hard to be a Christian. Uh, And more often than not, we feel like even though being a Christian means we've won, it feels like we're in fact losing. Maybe you've experienced that in all kinds of different ways. Uh, and maybe you've even actually witnessed it in the media lately. Um, I'm sure you've probably seen um, the news about Afghanistan and, and all the, the political unrest that's going on over there in Afghanistan. But I'm not quite sure if you've heard, um, I read this the other day in a newspaper article, um, that um, Christians over in Afghanistan, now that there's been this big change up over there, um, they are really nervous for their lives. Because the Taliban, what they're actually doing is, is they're looking through people's phones Um, with the intention of finding people who have a Bible downloaded on their phone. And if they find that that person has a Bible on their phone, they're killing them right there and then, right there on the spot. That's pretty hard, isn't it? To think that, well, we become a Christian so that we would win, but then here in this moment, that person, it doesn't look like they've won. To the world, it looks like they've in fact lost. Now, for us in our context here in Australia, uh, we're not facing that kind of persecution. But as Christians, we do find other difficulties with following Jesus, don't we? I mean, let's just face it just in a simple way. Um, People laugh at Christians and mock Christians because they don't just believe these things, but they actually try and live it out. It's sort of like making a mockery of Christianity, sort of like people make a mockery of Ned Flanders on The Simpsons. He's a guy who's a Christian, but people mock him as he lives out his faith. They treat him 
like he's a loser. Well, the good news is, as Christians, is that even though we face difficulty from day to day because we follow Jesus, there's a great encouragement for us to remember that in Jesus we have actually won. No matter what comes our way, we've got to remember that Jesus has won, that Jesus has already overcome the worst things that could ever possibly happen to us. Now, Revelation chapter 12 helps us to think about that a little bit, and it gives us some really vivid imagery in in the Bible in Revelation chapter 12. I wonder if you notice it for yourself. We see here that there's a great sign that appears to John as he sees this vision, right? This vision of Revelation in Revelation. And the vision that he sees here is that there's a woman and she's pregnant. And what she's doing is she's giving birth to a child. Now, this is pretty exciting. And, and this image is meant to remind us of the Messiah who has been born. A Messiah who's been born from the very people of God. That woman could be representing Israel, as in God's actual people, or it could also be representing Mary, right? Um, But one way or another, here's this moment where John is being reminded that Jesus the Messiah has been born. And so we've got this little moment here where we see that there's a pregnant woman who's crying out in pain as she's about to give birth. But then another sign comes along and it says in verse 3, then another sign appeared in heaven an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its horn, on its head. So here's this massive red dragon. And what's this red dragon doing? Well, it says in verse 4 that the dragon stood in front of the woman who's about to give birth so that the red dragon might be able to devour her child the moment it's been born. Wow, isn't this a pretty big and a scary and a grotesque picture here straight from the Bible in Revelation chapter 12. Well, as the story continues, as this vision continues, we see that the woman does give birth to a son, a promised son, a son who's going to be born to be a ruler. And thankfully, the child doesn't get eaten by the dragon. In fact, it says that the child was snatched up to God and his throne. The woman even gets away and she escapes into the wilderness and she's protected and cared for. What, a, what an amazing image, what, a, what, a, what an amazing picture, uh, a pretty cool painting really. Now, in this part of the Bible, what we're to know is, is that these, these characters are representing different people, right? And obviously we know that the Messiah, this promised child that's been born, is none other than Jesus. And Jesus has been born from the very people of God to be the saviour of God's people, the saviour and the ruler. But then the devil, who is the red dragon here, is wanting to defeat him, to devour him, to remove him from the picture. But let's not forget a great big promise that was stated at the very beginning of Genesis. Do you remember that in Genesis, God says amidst the curse that somebody was going to come who was going to be born, who was going to crush the serpent? Well, here's that moment, right? A child is born and the serpent, the great big red dragon is scared and he tries to get ahead of him and he tries to devour him before he can raise and get older to actually crush him. Well, the good news is, like I said, the child gets away, the mum gets away and Satan loses. The great dragon loses. 
Now, in another effort, right, in another effort to gain some sort of victory, we read on here what the red dragon does next. In verse 7, it says that there's a great big war that breaks out in heaven. You see, it seems as though that the dragon goes up to heaven and tries to have a bit of an attack on heaven and fights against all the angels. But what we discover is, does the dragon win? No way, the dragon gets beaten and defeated. In verse 9 it says, The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to earth and his angels with him. Here's three really cool pictures. And each time in these vivid and, like we said, grotesque and confronting images, we see the devil, Satan, that great big red dragon, attack God's people and trying to take down the Messiah. But in each picture as well, we see that the devil, Satan, is defeated. Each time he's held back. Each time he cannot accomplish his goal of gaining victory. In fact, we can see why that's the case too. See, the Bible says that Satan doesn't win, not because the angels were super strong, but Satan doesn't win because the angels have triumphed over the devil because in verse 11 it says, they triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. You see, it's really cool here that we see that the devil loses because Jesus, the lamb, has come. This is a packed little passage here which reminds us of things that have happened in the past and things that... Um, are going to happen in the future. We know that because of Jesus who has come and Jesus who has died and Jesus who has shed his blood for us, that we have wonderful victory, that we do not need to fear losing in the end. We do not need to worry about the devil rising up against us because he has already lost, because Jesus has actually won. This is a really cool picture here. It's vivid, no doubt, but it's a cool picture and it paints victory. Yet there's something else that we've got to pay attention to. You see, even though Christians have this victory in the end, there's something pretty frustrating that we've got to come to face, come, come to terms with here. And it says in verse 17 what that is. You see, it says, The dragon was enraged at the woman who got away, and he went off to wage war against the rest of her offspring those who kept God's commands and hold fast to the testimony about Jesus. You see, the devil has lost. And because the devil has lost, he's trying to take down as many people as he can with him. In this furious act of vengeance, he wants to take down as many people with him. And so tragically, we see here that the dragon, that the devil, is waging war against everybody on earth. He's lost, but he's trying hard to take down others. And really, isn't that what we experience in this world? Even if we choose to follow Jesus, it's really hard to live in this world. Sometimes it feels like we're losing. And Revelation gives us a glimpse into this, and it explains for us that actually that's because there's something spiritual going on in our world. The devil is on a rampage. Because Jesus has won, and because we have victory in Jesus, the devil's still trying to take down people. But we've got to remember that we have not lost. We've got to remember that in Jesus, we have victory. 
what I love about this little part of the Bible is it reminds me of like Back to the Future. I don't know if you've seen Back to the Future and Marty McFly, he gets his special book um, and it's actually, well, not a special book, it's just a magazine, um, which has got like the details of who wins great big baseball games and stuff. And when he goes, um, when he goes back in time, he takes his book with him with the intention of maybe making money by, by picking the winner of each game. Here in this part of the Bible, we've actually got a little bit of a book like that. You see, we know what's going to happen in the end. We know which team is actually going to win in the end. And we know it because we have learnt that the devil, the great big red dragon, has lost and Jesus has won. And so we can confidently know that even though we might face hardship in this life, that in the end, with Jesus, we will gain victory. On the weekend, there was this great game of AFL footy. I don't know if you like AFL footy, but I love it, and I love supporting the Giants. And the Giants played the Sydney Swans. And the Giants were in front for most of the game, and then all of a sudden, the Swans started to come back and try to make a last-ditch effort to beat them. And I got really stressed out and worried as I saw the, the Swans score get bigger and bigger and bigger, and the Giants score sort of just stay exactly where it was. I was like, oh, no, what's going to happen? It was easy to become stressed out. But if I had only known what the end result was going to be, that would have helped me be much calmer in the end. Now, the Giants won in the end and I could dance around with great victory. Now, here in this part of the Bible, we've got a moment that reminds us that even though the scores might look out of place, even though it might look like Christians are going to lose, we know that in the end, because of Jesus, they're not going to lose. In the end, because of Jesus, we have victory. And so here's the challenge for you, the same challenge for me, is, it, is, is this reality that we've got here about Jesus going to change the way that we live and who we team up with? We've got to team up with Jesus so that we would win, so that we will gain victory. Broughton, this is why we call you to live a life through Christ, because in Jesus Christ, we have victory. In Jesus, we will not lose. And so I want to encourage you today, team up with Jesus. And as you team up with Jesus, don't lose heart in those hard days. Keep following Jesus no matter what, because we know with him we have great victory, even over that dreaded red dragon who is in a furious rampage. I hope this encourages you today to live a life through Christ and stick with Jesus no matter what. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can get in contact with me via Twitter at MRKSchroeder or on the Anchor app, you can actually leave a voice message. I'd love you to do that and I might include it in the next podcast. Catch you later.